All right. That's a pretty good profession. You over there in that black shirt. What you want to be when you grow up? I would like to be a fireman. All right. That's a pretty good profession, too. Hey, you in the back with those French braids. What's your name? My name is Snoop. All right, Snoop. What you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a motherfucking hustler. You better ask somebody. And we're back. This is Dump on the Ump. Season 4, episode 19. Snoop Doggy Dog, G's and Hustlers walking us on this evening. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to us tonight. Coming in from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. My hot take of the evening is that I'm all bent out of shape because the Celtics aren't just going to let LeBron James win. <clears throat> with, with me tonight is Sam. Sam, how you doing? Uh, I'm good. And uh, I'm Sam. I'm coming in from Brooklyn, New York tonight. Uh, my hot take of the week is that... Uh, I forgot we were doing hot takes, and so I didn't think of it before the show started. Sorry, I just had to say that. I just forgot that we were doing that thing now. It's, <laughs> it's a good anyway, hot take. That's my hot take. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. This is ostensibly a baseball podcast. You can listen to us on all your favorite social media outlets, tuning in on SoundCloud, tuning into us on Apple, iTunes, rate us, review us. Follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. Check us out on our Facebook page. Check out our WordPress blog, dumponthump.wordpress.com. Um, Eli is usually here, but he's not here yet. He's doing work stuff, family stuff? Uh, husband duties. Husband duties. Husband duties. So he may be... Um, Tuning in a little bit later, but for now it's just the two of us. Hey, if you listened to last week's episode, thank you very much. Why Mike Trout is the least marketable man in all of sports. And Sam, if we bring that up again, I have some more thoughts and opinions about that. He should change his name to Mike Jaguar. Oh, yeah. Or Mike Grizzly Bear. What if his nickname was Mike... Grizzly bear eats trout. Right. Mike yeah. Festrum. <laughs> Mike Snow Leopard. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. There are, yeah, there are lots more fearsome animals out there than the river trout. Right, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and more marketable. Right. <clears throat> right. So if you want to listen to us talk more trash about Mike Trout, Check out last week's episode. I think you'll enjoy it. We talk about some other stuff, too, but mostly about Mike Trout. And let's do some shout-outs. Thanks for everyone who tuned in last week. Um, new number one, Portland, Oregon. Ooh. Yeah, what up, Portland? <coughs> Thanks for tuning in. That, that's your rival, right? Don't you hate them? I don't hate them. You mean because Bend? 
Bend in Portland, right. a wee rivals. No, I don't think yeah. so. I grew up in You're Bend. Like desert and they're like rainforest, you know? Sure. Does Bend have a rival? They're, do you call them like you wet seat sons of bitches or something like that? I feel like maybe back in the day that was a thing. The problem is Portland is a lot, lot bigger than Bend. Right. So it's not really a rivalry. It would be, I don't know, you know, Portland's a good four or five times bigger than Bend and like a major metropolitan area, whereas Bend is not. I feel growing up we more picked on the smaller, I feel like there was a pecking order growing up in Oregon where (laughs) every city picked on the slightly smaller, slightly more redneck town down the line. Right. So, so maybe Portland picked on Eugene and called them, well, called them a bunch of hippies. Everybody called Eugene a bunch of hippies. Yeah, because that's because, to be fair, Eugene, Eugene is, a, is bunch a bunch of hippies. hippies. Yeah. And then Eugene would maybe pick on Bend and call us a bunch of rednecks, and then we'd turn around and call Redmond, which is a slightly smaller, slightly more rural town. They're a bunch of rednecks. And then well, they, they used to be. Less so now. Now it's more like a suburb. Which town in your area growing up had the reputation, warranted or not, for inbreeding? Um, Primeville, probably. Like there were just, you'd make all the inbreeding jokes about Primeville? Primeville, uh, sheep fucking jokes mostly. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, probably for some of those... Right. Primeville families, that is incest. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure they would turn around and call the people living in Burns sheep fuckers. (laughs) Who would then turn around and call the people in Malheur sheep fuckers. There's a chain. That's all I'm saying. Right. Chain, you know, pecking order. There's a lot of sheep fucking going on. And there's a lot of sheep fucking. Let me tell you about the sheep fucking. There was... Uh, I have not watched. You recommended that Netflix documentary to me. What was it called? Wild Wild Country. Wild Wild Country. That's on my list. I do really want to watch that uh, episode. That's about the Rajneeshi cult. Right. Which was happening, I guess, before my time, but I remember hearing stories about it growing up. Right. Um, And my theory is that your parents were part of that cult. Right. Well, they did, we talked about this, they did arrive at around the same time. Another yeah. bit of Oregon history... In suspiciously. The, suspiciously. And from Berkeley, California. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I want you to watch that documentary, uh-huh. and then I want you and me to start a cult. Oh, right. That's on the to-do <clears throat> list. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it looks sweet. Mm-hmm. I think it's the thing to do. Yeah, especially we could just be driving around in bulletproof Rolls Royces, you know. Especially now, so many people are convinced that we're living in the end times right now. I think it would be yep. easy to convince them to live out the end times with us in a compound out in the desert, right? Yeah, and give us all their money because yeah. it's all about money. Yes. Yeah. Some people say it's about weird power sex stuff, but for me, it's about it's the about money. The money. I agree. <clears throat> anyway, oh, but. Uh, about the sheep, there were entire, like, Hatfield versus McCoy-style wars in eastern Oregon in the late 19th century between cattle ranchers and sheep ranchers. Really? And they hated each other. Mm-hmm. Because their their livestock would destroy 
the grasslands for the other ones. So they came into shooting matches in the late 19th century over property rights in eastern Oregon. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's a very violent history. Well, wasn't it Oregon where those guys took over that bird sanctuary for a little while? Yes, yeah, that was a big that deal. Was, wasn't that over grazing pasture land? Yeah, that was over, well, it was over lots of things, but mostly over federal, uh, the Bureau of Land Management, the Federal Bureau of Land Management, and what rights they have to grazing lands in the West. The irony is that the federal government owns all this land in the West, and lets ranchers use that land for pennies on the dollar. So the ranchers have to pay the federal government to use that land. But it's way, way below anything resembling market price. Right. And if these ranchers actually got their way and privatized all that land, it would be bought up by mining companies who would then drive those ranchers off that land because it's way more valuable for, I think it's, oh, I forget the minerals. It's like minerals that they use to uh, develop uranium. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Except terrible because it would totally... Or, alternately, maybe a cult would buy all that land. Hey, there you go. Fledgling cult. Mm. I think you're onto something. Yeah. Can we still let the bird watchers come? I like bird watching. You want to be? You want bird watching to be part of the cult? Yeah, I really like bird watching. <laughs> well, maybe that's how we tell the future. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's like we look at the birds, and it's like, oh, you see the way that sparrow is yeah. flying there. Yeah, that means the end of the world is coming. Right. Always <laughs> know. <laughs> oh God, it's the yellow-throated warbler. We are yeah. all do. You hear that warble? Yeah. It's slightly different. That's the end of the world warble. <laughs> I think we're onto something. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. So as you probably guessed, sometimes we talk about baseball, but sometimes we don't talk about baseball at all on this podcast. And I think that's <laughs> what makes it special. Um, other towns who listened to us last week, San Francisco, California. Oh, hey. Hey. San Francisco. How's that? What? They are still getting along with the 2011 All-Star team out there. Yep. I'm, I'm pretty impressed yeah. by that. You sourdough-eating sons of bitches. <laughs> uh, number three, Atlanta, Georgia. Braves. Uh, first, hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. First place in the NL East right now. That's yeah. kind of a surprise. They're killing it right now. They, uh, I have an Atlanta Brave on my fantasy baseball team who is just really doing well for me. Who's that? Freddie Freeman. Nice. Uh, who's their new guy? Acuna? Akeem Olajuwon Jr.? He might as well be. They have this rookie who is totally kicking ass right now. No, I don't know. Uh, I'll look that up. A-C-U-N-A. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, but yeah, do you think the Braves are for real this year? I think the Braves are for real two years from now. Yeah, I think that's a good call. 
I think the two years from now, rather than I think it's going to be the Braves and the Phillies are going to be battling for the top spot in the East and at least in two years. In two years, yeah, I think that's a very good call. Yeah, uh, Toluca, Mexico, number four. Oh shit! <laughs> it's about time we broke in south of the border. Yeah, Providence, Rhode <laughs> Island. Hello, Eli. Hey, and Eli's- Eli. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. Like narcissistically listening to himself. <laughs> yeah. Or masochistically, perhaps. <laughs> right. I don't know. Osaka, Japan. Uh, <clears throat> oh, speaking of Eli, hey, number eight, Cincinnati, Ohio. So <laughs> That's Matt Harvey. He <laughs> yeah. was listening from New York City, but now he's <laughs> been moved to, to Cincinnati. Yes. What's up, Matt? <laughs> What's up, Dark Knight? Yeah. He's, well, I think he got lit up today, actually. But before oh, today, yeah. he was. Yeah. The Reds won today. Did the win, Reds win today? Yeah. Win. I thought he got, he got hit for something like seven hits on his last out. But I still think we're right. on to something. With, this, is, this is the great redemption narrative. For the Matt, redemption arc. Yeah, for Matt Harvey, starting now. What would you, in this hypothetical redemption arc, what what would you compare it to? Like a Michael Vick sort of thing? No, my th- my first thought was um, Emilio Estevez's character on Mighty Ducks. Uh. My second thought was actually probably more apt. Keanu Reeves' character in... Oh my god, I forgot the name of this movie. I'm going to have to Google it real quick. Would the it, Sandlot? No. No, um, no, but it's basically Mighty Ducks, but baseball. And instead yeah. of Emilio Estevez, it's Keanu Reeves. Uh, shit. What is oh. that movie called? Yeah, you know, it, it's something like... He, he sec- listens to Biggie Smalls all the time? What? He listens to that Biggie Smalls song, yeah. Big yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm talking about. It's like an alcoholic lawyer or some shit. Yes, exactly. And a bunch of Southside Chicago black kids like really, really want to play baseball. Right. And for some reason, he is good at coaching them at baseball. Right. Well, it gives them something to believe in. Alcoholism. Themselves. Ha- oh, themselves. <laughs> ha- <laughs> Hardball. Hardball is what it's called. Hardball. Okay, are you taking a picture of me right now? No, sorry. I'm just looking at my phone. <laughs> 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. I feel like that deserves a little bit better than 39%. I know, right? That's like a decent movie. Yeah, and he's doing it as like community service or something like that. Yeah, because he got drunk driving. Yeah, that's right. He got drunk driving. And it was like his sixth one, and his law firm was like, we're not going to get you off the hook this time, Keanu. Like, you're going to have to do community service. Yeah. And he's like, forget you, man. Yeah. And then he finds himself. But that makes me want to ask, do you think they actually assign DUIs for community service to go work with children? children? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe in the 90s. Yeah, in 2001. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> anyway, great movie. Oh, wow. Release date, September 10th, 2001. 
the day before 9-11. Really? Yeah. Damn, that's tough. Yeah, yeah. I bet that, I bet that movie did not do well at the box office. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that would be really tough. Um, Wait, so what's the Mighty Ducks of football? Little Giants. Little Giants with Rick yeah. Moranis. Yeah, good Rick pull. Moranis. Yeah. But he's not a... He's not a, a drunk lawyer. He's a nerd. Isn't that right? Yeah, his like his like dad is the coach of the like good football team. Yeah. And he takes all of the That's like a little bit more that's like a younger child's movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not as many dark themes. But both Emilio Estevez's character and Keanu Reeves' characters are drunk lawyers, right? No. Emilio yeah. Estevez is like a minor league hockey player who blows out his knee. But then he gets another job. And then he becomes an alcoholic. And he's like working at his like high school hockey coach's skate shop. Okay. Not like skateboard. Okay. Ice skates. skates. He's like sharpening skates. Mm -hmm. And then, but he's drunk, I think. And then maybe he, I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he gets a DUI. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> Continuing, Hollywood really thinks that if you get multiple DUIs, you should go work with children. Right. But that's like the edgiest thing that they can give a redemption arc to back yeah. in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, any other... Oh, oh, yeah, I want to give a few more shout-outs. On K, Vietnam. Oh, maybe that's Evan. Hey, Evan. What's hey, up? Hey, Evan. On K, don't know it. Yeah, on K, A N K H E, on K, Vancouver, Canada, Champaign, Illinois. Oh, San Jose, California. So ah, I think the fight the banana slugs. That's Santa Cruz. We've talked about this. That's Santa Cruz. I know. I think that I do this every time. They're yeah. the sharks, right? <laughs> the, the hockey team's the sharks, right? And they were jets. Also, that's what I was gonna say. The Winnipeg oh. Jets. Yes. And they, Are they rivals, or is that just totally coincidence? I don't know. They should be rivals. And <laughs> I was really upset because in hockey, which I don't pay attention to, they've got the Western Conference Finals going right now also, and it's the Winnipeg Jets versus the Las Vegas Knights. Ah. But the Knights beat the Sharks in the first round. And Fuck. so, exactly, wouldn't it be so much better to have the Jets and the Sharks against each other in the Western Conference Finals. So uh, I think that it would, although I'm not sure, like from a marketing standpoint, how relevant. What is that? What, it's West, West Side West Story. West Side Story. Yeah, is within the hockey community. Good point. Good you point. Know? You could have. Why hasn't anyone done a ice hockey musical though? I don't know. Don't you think that would be kind of brilliant? I feel like that that's what uh Disney on Ice is, you know? But with hot with with like the a game capades, you know? Yeah, no, I know what you're saying, but what if, you know, they were actually I just want people dressed up like hockey players dancing on ice. Is that too much to ask? Right. Well, what if we rewrote West Side Story yes. about like a conference championship series between the Sharks and the Jets? Yes. And it could be about how Canadians and Americans really need to get together and overcome 
their biases against each other. Isn't that just Romeo and Juliet, though, or no? Yes. So, West Side Story is Romeo and Juliet. Right, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, except, like, Juliet doesn't die. There, there's some weird changes that they make. That's the biggest one. Yeah, someone could die on the ice. That'd be good. Right? Blood everywhere. Like Blood everywhere, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, you know, it's like somebody got traded... And so there's like bad blood. Oh like yeah, someone left for free agency, but yeah. he's like got his gay lover still on the sharks. You know? Yes, I love that. I think we're onto something. Yeah. Um, Call it the West Western Conference story. Yep. There you go. Jets versus sharks. Jets versus sharks. <laughs> Perfect. Um, <clears throat> All right. Good. Okay, we've got lots of good ideas already, and it's only yeah. we're only twenty minutes in. Um, Champagne, Illinois. That's probably me. <laughs> Saint that's Paul. You boosting the stats. Boosting the stats. I just want to give a couple other shout-outs. Barigada Guam. Oh, hey. That's cool. Guam. Battle. I actually found Guam on a globe the other day. I felt pretty proud of myself. Oh, nice. I don't know if I could find Guam on a globe. Uh, yeah. That's, it's in the middle of the Pacific. It's in the middle of the Pacific, yeah. yeah. It's not very big. It's uh, quite small. Quite small. Edinburgh, United Kingdom. That's Scotland? Yep. Lot- Almost Scotland Yard, actually. In Edinburgh? No. Scotland really is in London. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know. I was hoping that you wouldn't call me on that. Yeah. <laughs> but there was a board game that I had growing up called Scotland Yard, which was the it was like a, a clue based game, very similar uh-huh. to Clue, but was so cool. I want to find that game sometime. Don't you think it's misleading though to have Scotland Yard in London? Yeah, I think it's very misleading. I think it's you also think misleading to have Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington D.C. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Things should be where what they are named after. Agreed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two more, and then we'll move on. I'm dragging this out, but I think we've got some... Some I want to do these last two. Rochester, New York. So maybe that's Jesse, like, doing an errand? Maybe. You know? think Jesse listens to us? I don't know. Jesse, do you listen to us? Yeah, see, if you've listened to us, text us. Yeah, because we want to know where you're at, man. Yeah, what were you doing in Rochester? I think <laughs> I think he was doing some shady wine deliveries, probably. He's <laughs> like meeting his Canadian wine supplier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they get, they've got smuggling across the St. Lawrence River into Ontario. <laughs> Gotta get it to Winnipeg in time for the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, exactly. He's got <clears throat> the Winnipeg Jets Vineyard. Yeah. <laughs> they make ice wine. Yeah, it's really gross. It's really, really gross. <laughs> um, and last, it's called, it's called jet fuel, actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> it's basically. Canadian Mad Dog 2020. (laughs) It's like, combine Mad Dog 2020 with Canadian whiskey. You get this. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's good shit. And then everybody at the Winnipeg Jets game just get completely blackout blitz on it. I don't know. <clears throat> then they all start singing and dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Dance fighting. Dance fighting. With ice skates. Yeah. With ice skates. <laughs> and Oakland, California. I just wanted to sneak Oakland in there because we got San Francisco, San Jose, and Oakland listeners. So that's the... Uh, trifecta of the Bay Area, pretty much. You think that maybe somebody was, like, listening in their car and just, <laughs> just happened drive. to drive through all three of those cities? <laughs> probably. That would take about the right amount of time. You could listen to probably three episodes if you drove, <laughs> drove if you got caught in traffic driving from Oakland through San Francisco down to San Jose. It's just, like, somebody is, like, commuting. Yeah. They listen to it on their commute. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, stranger in the Bay Area. Thank you, strange commuter from the Bay Area. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <coughs> Excuse me, now I'm coughing. <coughs> okay, I'm done. Um, okay, so I want to get this over with because, Sam, we have some disagreements about LeBron James. Oh, uh, don't you think we should wait till Eli comes on to talk about this? Oh, yeah, no? do you want to? That's probably a good idea. Oh, I mean, he's been watching the games. I haven't been. Right, right. And and for the record, even though I'm a LeBron James fan, uh, I may be jumping off that Cleveland Cavaliers bandwagon right now. They're down 0-2 to Boston, and they don't look good right now. In fact, they look pretty shitty. Um, one thing I wanted to say... And we can come back to this when Eli gets back. Somebody asked on the internet, who is your favorite player on your least favorite team? And, uh-huh. and my first thought was LeBron James on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Because right. I do not like the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think they are like a shittily managed team. Well, um, but he's their manager. That's what somebody else mentioned to me on the internet. And I get that, but... Then that's like a if he's that a, is true. Their general manager. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Then he then he's a really bad general manager in that case. He like was sick of his team halfway through the season, and then he made his team go get him another one. Yeah, he's like, I'm sick of the team. Get me a different team, and they're like, Okay, LeBron. Well, no problem. Big <laughs> and I'm actually not as upset about that as I am that. They let Kyrie walk. I think right. they somebody, maybe LeBron James, but really this shouldn't be his job. But if he's telling everybody what to do, I guess that's that. Is that he should have done, or somebody should have done what it took to make Kyrie happy. But obviously they weren't doing that. I think that would have been like getting rid of LeBron James. Right. I think you're actually probably right about that. I mean, that's what Kyrie was saying is that he wanted to be the the man. He thought he was good enough to be the man on another team, and he didn't want to keep living as second fiddle to LeBron James. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he kept saying that the world was flat. So. <laughs> also, he keeps saying that the world was flat. It's like, I don't want to be number two to LeBron James. That's number one. Number two, the earth is flat. Yeah, yeah. And you can't prove me otherwise. There is no scientific evidence. Oh, wake up, sheeple. Wake up, sheeple. I think that was a direct quote. Yeah. 
Hmm. I need to stop repeating everything you say. <laughs> well, you should be repeating it to other people, probably. Right. Like, out in the world. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's talk about baseball, then, until uh, EY gets you, if and when EY gets you. Uh, what have you been watching? True. If he doesn't get here soon, we'll go back to the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I want to troll you. Right, you should. I deserve to be trolled. Um, but yeah, let's talk baseball for a while. Uh, so yeah, our opening walk-on song was... Yes. G's and Hustlers. Yes. Played in honor of Ichiro Suzuki. I think maybe we're a little a week late on this news, but yeah, he retired from playing baseball to working in the front office of the Seattle Mariners, <clears throat> which is a team that he signed with at the beginning of the season. So my question to you... Oh, wait. So we played that song for Ichiro. That was... I didn't explain why. Who is a huge Snoop Dogg fan right. and has a giant poster or, like, portrait, right, of Snoop mm -hmm. Dogg in the vestibule of his house, yes. which is apparently just huge. Uh, it's like Snoop Dogg lives there. Actually, <laughs> um, so anyway, we played that song because that song's awesome. But anyway, uh, my question to you about the Ichiro Suzuki situation is two questions, dual questions. Gotcha. I'm ready. Do you think that a when he signed with the Mariners, it was with a already in place agreement that they would, when he decided to stop playing baseball, hire him as a member of their front office. And B, do you think that his first move in when he took the job in the front office was to blow the whistle on Robinson Cano for Ooh. doing steroids? Ooh, good questions. Like, there's some bad yeah. blood. Maybe Robinson Cano was like, yo, it's time to retire this freaking old dude. Uh -huh. And then Ichiro was like, this guy's shooting steroids into his butt all day long, <laughs> you know? Okay, A, no. Because even though Ichiro was the last person to be both Rookie of the Year and AL MVP the same year, the Mariners had no way of knowing that at the time of signing. They had no way of knowing how long Ichiro would play. And even though everybody knew he was amazing, because he'd been playing in Japan for years and years, they had no idea how great and long-lasting his career would be. No, I mean this year, when he re-signed this year. Oh, oh, oh. Then probably... Yeah, I think almost definitely. Yeah, then probably. I, I was reading, I was trying to read some article because my reading comprehension was not working for me earlier. This was yesterday. But there, it financially works for Seattle somehow. That there, there's some issue of getting his salary off the books. Right. And by moving him to the front office, they're able to do that without firing him. Um, so so then the answer is probably. Answer to, answer to yep. B, that's more problematic. I don't know. First of all, has there been any bad blood between Ichiro and Robinson Cano? 
I don't know. Did they ever play together before? I don't know. We should look that up. They both played for the Yankees. I don't know if it was at the same time. Yeah. The other thing, I mean, about the Robinson Cano issue, my my biggest issue, and I know we can talk about the Hall of Fame uh, ramifications if we want to, but I am wondering how many players are still juicing even after the so-called steroid age has ended. Right. Because well, if- I can imagine that for a player like Robinson Cano, who is kind of right there as far as getting into the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. um, numbers-wise, maybe not actual fame-wise, mm-hmm. um, that that's got to be really appealing to get like a couple more years at yeah. prime physical, you know, form yeah. that they might otherwise lose a step through natural aging. Uh, yeah. The just getting over that last hump to get your numbers to a place where you're a sure Hall of Fame thing, it might look pretty worth it. Yeah, the incentive is definitely yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and I feel he, like it's... Oh, I'm, I'm echoing, I'm sorry. And Robinson Cano has had injury issues. Throughout his career. Yeah. 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 So... So that would probably be another incentive for him to do that. Hmm. Right. So for fast healing. For fast healing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's thirty. Yeah, Robinson Cano is thirty-five. He's Dominican. Also talked about that last week. Uh, but would Ijiro rat him out? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that much about them. I like to think so, but, uh... <laughs> you think Ichiro's just like a snitch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but they were on the Yankees together. Here's my question about Ichiro. Ichiro has never won a World Series, Correct. No clue. Don't know. I do not believe he ever won a World Series. He spent most of his career in Seattle, so he didn't yeah. do it there. And he didn't. He wasn't with the 2009 Yankees. Cano was with the 2009 Yankees. Uh huh. Um. So is Ichiro? I mean, I think. Where does Ichiro land on greatest players to never win a World Series? I feel like Barry Bonds has got to be number one on that list. Well, Barry Bonds is an asterisk, though, to the max. Sure. Call him a maxtrix. <laughs> but he's pretty good baseball player. In, in, in an era when everybody was juicing. Everybody was juicing. Like, he was the best of everybody who was cheating. Yeah, I guess. Um, Hold on. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Sure, we can put him on that list. Uh, Who else? Who else is on that list? Ken Griffey Jr. Basically a whole bunch of Seattle Mariners. Right. Yeah. Uh, So, Felix Hernandez. Man. 
Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. like don't. I don't know where I'm gonna look it up right now. Yeah. Sorry, but I something just kind of talk about. Yeah. In the meantime, is where do you think Ichiro lands on most beloved Mariners of all time? Top two, probably. One, right one or two, right? Yeah, I, I feel like Griffey's got to be one, but Ichiro is yeah. beloved. Ichiro came back. Griffey never came back. Oh yeah, he did. He yeah, he did. He did his. He did his. He did the same thing same actually. Thing. He came yeah. back and like played half like part of a season, and mm-hmm. then they found him napping in the clubhouse <laughs> during a game, and then he retired. Yeah, I mean just to end your see- your career with the team that you played with. That makes right. sense. But, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got to be, I mean, who else? Randy Johnson? They probably love him up there, right? I wonder so, because... To Jesse. Jesse, if you're listening... Yeah, <laughs> you need to answer yeah. this question. Give us the answer to this question. Yeah. Probably, my guess would be... Griffey, Ichiro, Randy Johnson, and then they probably love A-Rod there for some reason. That's what I was just thinking about, because <clears throat> Randy Johnson is left, right, and went to Texas, right? No, that was A-Rod. Randy Johnson left and went to Arizona. Oh, okay. Who else has left Seattle and found success elsewhere? I mean, Ichiro, uh, but he didn't really find success with the Yankees. Who? Ichiro, but he wasn't really that successful with the Yankees. Right, he kind of went further down. Yeah. Um. What the hell? What? Oh, I just found this list online. Oh, Adrian Beltre, that's another one. Yeah. But they hated him there because he actually played really poorly for them. Okay. I mean, Felix Hernandez. Oh, that's true. He's yeah. probably... That's King Felix. They yeah. love him there. Yeah. Uh. Oh. Okay. I feel like we're, we're both Googling things, trying to find stuff out right now at the same time, and neither of us are actually <laughs> talking on the podcast. Neither of us are actually talking? Yes. <laughs> Okay, so if I was to guess, if I was to guess what Jesse would tell me, it would be A Rod number one because he loves A Rod. Jesse, listening to this, I just revealed your deepest secret. Deepest, darkest Uh, secret. Yeah, A Rod one, Ken Griffey Jr. two, then Ichiro, then Felix Hernandez. That's a good call. I, I think that's legitimate. Um, but I don't know, man. They love Felix Hernandez over mm-hmm. there. I guess the yeah. King's Court, there's like a whole section. Everybody wears yellow or something. Yeah. Ah, man. They got to get to the playoffs. I don't think they're getting... And now with Cano getting suspended 90 days for this, I don't think the the Mariners are getting to the playoffs this year either. Well, didn't he break his hand? Yeah, that's what Eli was saying, and that's super sketchy. Oh, Edgar Martinez, though. Oh, yeah. Edgar Martinez, he, uh, he would be up there. And we're only going back to the 90s. I don't know anybody earlier than that. There's got to be some. 
I think Ken Griffey Jr. may be one of the most beloved just baseball players of all time. Uh, yeah, I I agree with you there, but I feel like he fell off yeah. really hard. I remember I actually got to see him play for the Cincinnati Reds against the Cubs in like uh-huh. 2007. And I felt really, and I think he got a couple hits that game too. Felt really like privileged, like I at least I got to see Ken Griffey Jr. play a baseball game at Wrigley Field. I saw Vladimir Guerrero play a baseball game in Montreal. Oh, cool! And I, I that, and I was pretty young, and that game yeah. definitely stuck with me because he like threw a guy out at third base from right field. Oh, wow! Like one of the most amazing throws I've ever seen in my life. Uh-huh. Or maybe it was at home. I can't remember, but it was just like really impressive. How many Expos games did you go to as a kid? Uh, we would go up once a year, probably. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. Game. Tickets were really cheap. You could get, like, seats right behind home plate for, like, 15 American dollars. Uh-huh. American dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's in Canada. No, I know. I was just thinking Canada. <laughs> Canada. <laughs> Did you read a thing... Um, I posted it on a Twitter feed a couple of days ago um, by the guy, his last name is Harvey, um, about the playing of God Bless America at baseball games. No, I didn't see it. It's, it's Ted Williams. Ted Williams is the best player never to win a World Series. Probably. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because Ted Williams might be the best player. <laughs> but you might be the best hitter of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's up there. Um, this guy, I'm gonna Google it real quick, but he was making this argument of speak because we mentioned 9/11 a little bit ago, and how after how September 11th has changed uh, sports for all time. And, okay. and we've really injected not just patriotism, but militarism in all of our sports. Uh-huh. Trying to be this, it started out as this unifying rally around the flag uh, effort of after 9-11, and then never really went away, and has since kind of morphed into military re- recruiting at professional sports games. Yep. And that this is most blatant in the NFL, where you have the Jets flying over and they have the massive American flags. And this is why Kaepernick's taking a knee was such, you know, became such an issue, because the NFL especially has really wrapped itself in the American flag um, as, as part of a marketing effort, essentially. Yeah. But that this is also present in baseball. Well, that's what has been really good for football, too. Yes. Yeah. Football is America's game now in a way it was not before 2001, you know? Yes. I I definitely know, and I think that's really, that's fascinating to me. That, you know, the thing that is, you know, sports 
to a degree, people say sports are supposed to unite us. I feel like on this podcast, we're more into how do sports divide us. Right. Because that is as much the essence of sports as the unification thing. Right, because the Yankees sucks and so do their fans. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and we kind of cast shade at the unifying aspect of sports. Right. But it's, it's for sheeple. Exactly. And that but that's this whole politic politicization, politicization of sports after nine eleven. Which was right. you know, I'm checking my watch seventeen years ago now. Right. But we I'm also glad that you have to check your watch for that. <laughs> but we also see it in baseball with the San Diego Padres constantly wearing their camo uniforms. Um, I'm sorry, the Milwaukee Padres, my bad. Um, and also, you know, for Memorial Day, these teams are going to be wearing camo gear again. Well, also, let's not forget that, like, at every baseball game, at a certain point, they, like, put some soldier up on the big screen Mm -hmm. and are like, oh, everybody salute. I guess that's God Bless America is when that happens. Is that at the seventh inning stretch or is that during the national anthem? I don't know. They do it at some point. They're like, oh, look at this, you know, snap sergeant. And then he's like, yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I just remembered the name of the book. Um, did you see Eli's text? No. He says, no. the most beloved Seattle Mariners, he goes, Griffey, Randy Johnson, Felix, and Ichiro. That, and that's John Olrude, who he's referring to. The first baseman who wore the helmet at first? What does that mean? Yeah. He had like a brain aneurysm when he was young and had to wear a helmet in the field. Huh. I didn't know that. But I feel like Edgar Martinez is like above that guy for sure. Yeah. Here we go. Howard Bryant. And he wrote a book, The Heritage, Black Athletes, A Divided America and the Politics of Patriotism. Um, where he's talk, he talks about how 9-11 really was this water-changing point in American, in everything, but including American sports. And now how American sports is marketed and consumed is completely different. Totally. Because, you know, what's the difference between God Bless America and Take Me Out to the Ballgame? Like... Stylistically, when did we replace "Take Me Out to the Ball Game"? I mean, it hasn't totally been replaced, but "God Bless America" didn't used to get sung during the seventh inning stretch. That's post nine eleven. That's post nine eleven. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because I love "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." Do you right. know? Do you know that they were voices to That's that song? You love peanuts and cracker jacks. So I much. do love peanuts and cracker jacks. I remember going to a minor league team in Bend, single A ball, and I would always get Cracker Jacks. They were delicious. And you get the little uh, fake tattoo 
Yeah, there's like a prize inside. Yeah, yeah. Which I feel like when we were kids used to be an actual prize. Yeah, and now it's not. It's like a little pole, you know, and then it yeah. became a fake tattoo. Yeah. yeah. It's like a true. dirty piece of paper, you know? Yeah. I have always hated cotton candy. Is there any, like, childhood treat that you've always actually kind of disliked strongly? Uh, I my parents didn't give me a whole lot of sugar when I was a kid, so yeah. like, I I think anything that had sugar in it, I went crazy for. Oh, like, really? Cotton candy is pretty gross. I, I mean, I've had I like maple cotton candy. Oh, I don't like pink shit though. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of traditional ballpark treats that are kind oh. of disgusting. Uh, no. All the ballpark food is the best. Yeah. Hot dogs? Hot dogs. Cotton candy sucks, I guess. Beer? Yeah. Beer's great. Beer's good. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Cotton candy would be the only one. Yeah. I think... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I even like that we've does, like, shitty ballpark nachos. Yeah, those aren't bad. And they're terrible, but they're delicious. <laughs> With the cheese sauce? No, the cheese sauce. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right, we got ten more minutes. I'm trying to formulate my thoughts about this take me out to the ball game. There's a point I'm trying to make, and I'm making it poorly. But something about how we've changed the experience of going to a baseball game from... To benefit the military-industrial complex? To, to benefit the military-industrial complex, exactly. And sure. make it a recruiting ad. I'll buy that. And for some reason, it irks me more about baseball than, than American football. Maybe because I've just accepted that American football itself is an advertisement for the military-industrial complex. Right. And very well could be a military super-soldier testing program. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> Whereas yeah. baseball even though this is a total fantasy of mine, has some kind of innocence to it that you're just playing a, on a summer afternoon in the park. Right. Yeah. With a bunch well, it's of, a much more pleasant experience. Yeah. It's not a violent sport. There is very, very little violence in the sport of baseball. Yep. But all the guys are jacked up on steroids. Yeah, or, you know, the old guys are anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the real old guys are just doing cocaine and drinking and, then right. get, get it, and smoking cigarettes. You know baseball is a real sport when they actually used to just smoke cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, just for the hell of it. Yeah. Hey, what's up with um, the sunflower seed chewing? I think that that like, really took off when they banned tobacco chewing. But why do they still do it? Like, everybody that... I watch all these baseball games, and the Major League players are constantly chewing sunflower seeds. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. Yeah. Seeds are the best. Okay. I'm, okay. All right. Um, but we have a couple minutes left. Do you want to talk about LeBron James? I could talk about LeBron James, or do you want to talk about legalized gambling and sports? Yeah, let's talk about LeBron James. Okay. So the Celtics are up 2-0 on the, on the Cavs now. Right. And during game two, 
LeBron came out, he scored 21 points in the first quarter, ended the game with 41 points and a triple-double. And in the second quarter, LeBron is driving towards the basket. And another Boston Celtic, I think it was Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum's shoulder hits LeBron's face. And LeBron's kind head kind of snaps back in a not very pleasant way. And it obviously was not intentional. Jason Tatum was not trying to hurt LeBron. But LeBron goes back into the locker room to get it checked out. And they actually said he did have neck contusions. But the entire Boston Celtics fan base booed LeBron James as he went back to the locker room. And I watched that, and I was just like, this is the least classy thing I have seen in a long time. And then I texted you guys. What did I say? Uh, Boston sports fans are terrible or something. Yeah. Trash. Boston fans are trash. <laughs> yeah. Um... I don't know, it was just, I know you're not a LeBron James fan, but I was just like, yeah, at least you could cheer that you're getting the other team's best player off the court instead of booing him with the assumption that he's faking the injury. I think that there's like a long and documented history of LeBron James faking injuries to try to get sympathy with the referees. That guy's like the biggest whiner in sports. I, I I think you're wrong, and also why would he go I'm, back? I'm like looking at I'm looking at oh, this yeah, shit yeah. online right yeah, now. There's like a lot of LeBron there's a lot of like YouTube videos of LeBron like faking. He's like a soccer player, right? Right. We've had this conversation before, and this is like a thing that actually happens a lot in the NBA. Because I remember my favorite basketball player of all time, some this basketball player you may have heard of him. His name is The Truth, uh-huh. and he was a famous flopper also. That's true. He was. Uh, um, but getting to the sport, like LeBron came out on fire and was dominating that sport, and then he did that thing in the second half. He did that thing in the second half where he um, stops attacking the, the rim. And I think mostly what happened was the Celtics um, adjusted their defense basically to shut him down, and nobody else on Cleveland's team can hit a shot. Right. So uh, Boston came back and actually won that game by quite a bit. And they're up 2-0. The next game is in Cleveland, but I think I think Cleveland is... Cleveland's got to win four out of five right now, and that's going to be hard for them to do. Wait. Four out of six? Four out of five. So, wait. Oh, because the Celtics are up three-nothing? Two-nothing. And they have to win two more games. The gotcha. Celtics yeah, have yeah. to win two more games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, at what point do you jump bandwagons off LeBron James bandwagon onto the Celtics bandwagon. Uh, we'll see how game three goes. I'm I'm kind of despairing right now bandwagoning in the NBA because uh-huh. 
I think uh, the Golden State Warriors kicked the shit out of the Houston Rockets in their opening game. And so Golden State's up one nothing on Houston right now. Uh-huh. And I think I'd love I'd, I'd love to get on the Boston bandwagon, but I'm just I don't see any way that they could compete. I don't think I don't think Cleveland could compete either. I don't see either way these teams can compete with Golden State. Right, but wouldn't you have said that about the Celtics coming into the Cavs series? No, I I would not. I thought I've I've been wrong about everything. So just hear me out on that. Yeah. I thought Toronto was going to beat Cleveland. Right. I didn't think Cleveland had what it took to get around Toronto. Then LeBron James goes nuclear on their asses, and they not only beat Toronto, the number one team in the East, but they sweep them. So then I'm thinking, well, if LeBron James is going to do that, maybe they, you know, then I'm like, oh, they could probably beat Boston. The problem is, in Game 2, LeBron James did do that. He got his 40 points and his triple-double, and they lost. By 12. By a lot, lot. yeah. Uh, And you thought the Celtics were going to lose to the... the I thought the Celtics were going to lose to the 76ers, too. Because I thought that then Simmons and Joel Embiid were good enough to beat them. So... So, yeah, so basically don't listen to me. I don't know anything. I think the Celtics are going to beat the Cavs, but I'm not willing to jump off that bandwagon until after game three. I think Golden State's going to whoop Houston, and then Golden State will whoop Boston in the finals. Do you think that maybe LeBron James is just like, you know, showboating for his legacy and he's going to let the Celtics win three games and then win four in a row? Uh, I would not, you know, dis- disregard that possibility. <laughs> I think, I mean, Eli said this. What's Eli? Eli's texting us again. Eli said this the last time that everyone, you know, Las Vegas uh, odds makers have underestimated the Celtics in every game they've played. So, I think the Celtics just have lots of, maybe no superstars, but just lots of really solid basketball players. Al Horford, Marcus Smart, Tatum, uh, Rogier. Do you know that Rogier, when he was in high school, tweeted like shit at LeBron James when LeBron right. James was playing for the Miami Heat? And now they're playing against each other. <laughs> what did he say? Oh, it was hilarious. Like, something about uh, uh, LeBron James always never puts his full ass into it or something like that. Yeah, because yeah. he's too busy, like, hamming it up for the referee. Right, right, right. <clears throat> anyway, you should just go on the internet and type in LeBron James flops. Sure. There's, there's like, a lot of shit out there. Yeah. And he's also constantly complaining to the refs. Yeah. And he has, like, a really whiny look on his face when he does it. (laughs) Does not bother me. 
<clears throat> right, but it should. Or at least you should understand when it bothers other people. I get that. I do get that. Yeah. 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 Even if it doesn't bother you, yeah. you should at least acknowledge that it's like a very annoying thing. I, I, I can understand that. I think part of that comes with him constantly being watched and his expectations as being the best player in the NBA. Right, the best I, flop. I think if you if any other player, say Steph Curry, had that much attention on him, twenty four seven, he they would start noticing how much he flops and how much he complains to the referees. Or Draymond Green, he does that all the time. Or James Harden, or Manu Ginobili, who flops all the time. Or Chris Paul, who punched Kevin Durant in the nads the other night. That was nice. Hilarious. That was hilarious. <laughs> Chris Paul is dirty as fuck and gets away with it all the time. Which is different than flopping. But Chris Paul flops too. Kind of hilariously. But yeah. Um, well, being a dirty player is definitely different than flopping. Yes. Yes. He is both a dirty player and a flopper. Right. <laughs> okay. But just you saying that other people flop doesn't mean that it's like LeBron James's flops are any less floppy, you know? No, but I'm saying that I don't think his flops are outside of the norm for basketball players. I think he just gets more attention because every play he does is analyzed. And because there's a whole bunch of LeBron haters out there. Right, because he's a flopper. Nah, because haters going to hate. He's a, whiner. <laughs> he's a whiny flopper. That's why people hate him. Well, he does like wine. That's true. Wine? Yeah. And he brags about not going to college, too. Yes, he does brag about not going to college. Which is probably not, like, a great thing to do. For all those kids out there who aren't, like, gifted by God with unbelievable physical abilities. Eh, it worked out fine for LeBron James. I'm sure it'll work out fine for them, too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. <clears throat> all right, so we're at an hour and two minutes right now. I, I think Eli is not getting done with what, what the hell he needs to get done with. Uh, Cincinnati beat San Francisco. Milwaukee beat Arizona, Texas beat Seattle, Tampa Bay beat Kansas City. We didn't talk about our favorite teams. My favorite team is now 10-29. and 29. Losers of 9 of their last 10 games. Damn. Solid. The, Red Sox, the Red Sox have been not doing great lately yeah. either. Yeah, you have 5-5 five and five will be your last 10. They're like, yeah, keeping the course. One game behind the Yankees. That means the Yankees must have lost yesterday, too. Or they already won today. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you, uh... You, ooh, you've got... Yeah, it's just going to yeah. be real fun this year. The Oakland A's have your number. Yeah. That's weird. That happens sometimes, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, the Oakland A's are not bad, but... I think they're 5-0 against you now? 
No, they didn't sweep us in Oakland. Oh, no, they didn't? Oh, I thought they did. Yeah. Uh, you got Fulgate, you got after Oakland, you got Baltimore and Tampa Bay. And then Atlanta. That would be fun. Yeah. Is that in Atlanta? Yeah. No, it's in Boston. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mookie Betts, most exciting player in baseball. I would agree with that. Is that what <clears throat> we were talking about? No, that's just a statement I just made. Totally agree with it. A verifiable fact. Yep. I totally he's, he's like everything that Mike Trout is and his last name. Yeah. And his name is like very good. Yes. So so one thing I wanted to say before we sign off is so I, I've continued my online bullying of Mike Trout. And nice. one thing I've encountered is a distinction between right-handed hitters and left-handed hitters. Uh-huh. And a possibility, it was a theory thrown out, that the reason Mike Trout looks boring is because he's a right-handed hitter. And we tend to aesthetically like left-handed hitters more. And that idea really fascinated me. Because Mookie Betts is left-handed, right? No, he's a righty. Oh, he is? Oh, never mind. Then my theory's to shit. This guy provided this whole list of the difference between left-handed and right-handed hitters. Uh, uh, yeah. Mookie Betts, right-handed hitter. Okay. Never mind, then. Mike Trout's <coughs> his boy. Is, you should watch, go on YouTube and watch LeBron James flops videos, and then you should also watch Mookie Betts' defensive catches. Okay. 2015. Okay. Because he's just, I mean, he's won the overall gold glove the past two years in a row, I think. Uh Uh-huh. And he is fucking amazing in the outfield. Yeah. He he makes Mike Trout look like an actual trout (laughs) in the outfield. Um, Okay, we should wrap up. I want to think, okay, so do you think LeBron James is done in Cleveland? After the uh, season? Yeah, if they lose, then yes. I, and if they don't lose, then probably still yes. Do you, he'll, do you think he'll leave Cleveland and go to another town? He's going to go to L.A. and he's going to divorce his wife and he's going to start dating um, that chick from La La Land. Who's that? What is her name? She's also in Spider-Man. Uh, Kristen Dunst? Anyway. No. No. <laughs> it's a really weird theory I just came up with. Isn't she really short? Uh, I think he's going to go to L.A. and have like a midlife crisis. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I got that. So he does like red wine. So what would LeBron James call his new wine bottling company that he's going to start in L.A.? After he moves and starts playing for the Lakers. Oh, it probably. Oh well, first that would be Sacramento, right? Isn't that wine country now? Yeah, uh, San like the north the, the valley. Golden State? Oh my God! What if he went to Golden State? So that would be hilarious. I also read a good <laughs> thing uh, last week that the Golden State Warriors are actually the only true super team in the history of the NBA because you can take away their best player 
and they would still probably be the best team. And that's right. nothing. That's not what you could say about the Miami Heat or the LA Lakers or the 08 Celtics or the other so-called super teams in the history of the of the NBA. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> we gotta go. I'm trying to think of a good way to a good oh, game. Okay. LeBron James moves to LA. Yeah. Plays one season with the Lakers only as a, and he does a lot of cameos in movies. There you go. And this is his pivot to becoming a full time actor. Mm-hmm. So he'll sign like a three-year deal with the Lakers. He'll play for one year, land a TV gig, and he'll be like the Michael Scott in the reboot of The Office. And then he retires and moves to Sacramento, starts a vineyard in Sacramento, buys the Sacramento Kings, and renames them the Sacramento King James. The Sacramento LeBron Jameses. Okay, the Sacramento LeBron Jameses. And he plays, because he'll be like 40, 42 at this point. He'll play uh -huh. once a month or something like that as kind of a a bobblehead deal, right? right. Come for LeBron James but he Day. he always wears his king robes. Yes, and crown. And crown. <laughs> and he starts bottling uh, King LeBron James House Red Wine which yeah. is just Mad Dog 2020 rebottled into really right. fancy bottles with crowns on them. And jet that's, fuel. What? It's jet fuel. Jet fuel in a box. Maybe is it a bottle or a box? <laughs> it's a box. Okay. And it's like that uh, Crown Royal, you know, they have, comes in that purple oh, bag. Yes. It's got like, <laughs> it's a little yeah. velvet it's bag. Just called, it's just called King Vineyards, yes. I think. <laughs> But that's the only thing that you're allowed to buy at Sacramento King James games. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's a full-size box of wine, too. It's like three liters. You can't just get, like, a glass of wine. Everyone <laughs> has to buy an entire, an entire Franzia-sized box of King, King Vineyards Red. It's like $60 for a box of Franzia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it comes yeah. with your own, like, vomit bucket. <laughs> Those games get really sloppy. Yeah, right, because when you get red wine drunk, you don't get, you don't get fighting mad drunk, you get sloppy drunk. Sloppy and sleepy. <laughs> they, they have a nap room. Because, <laughs> like... The, the Sacramento Kings are bad, and LeBron James buying the Sacramento Kings is not going to make them not bad. Right. Yeah. All right, good. Okay, we got a plan for you, LeBron James. Even if you get yeah, tweet at us. Tweet at us. Oh, yeah. We got, we got your future figured out. I, I will. He, you know Rihanna's a big LeBron James fan, right? Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, hilarious. She she wants him. She wants him bad. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. I think we got 
through this two-man episode of Dub on the Ump pretty well. Talked about some heavy things. Talked about some less heavy things. Um, again, thank you for listening to us on SoundCloud. Listen to us on I- Apple iTunes. Subscribe. Rate and review. Tweet at us at Dump on the Ump. Check us out on our Facebook page. And if I didn't mention it, I'm going to mention it again. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Also, we're on WordPress. Um, Sam, what's going to happen to the New York Mets? Are they fucked? <clears throat> the New York Mets? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're going to like go strong right up until the trade deadline. They're going to be buyers at the trade deadline. And then all of their pitchers are going to get Tommy John surgery simultaneously. <laughs> and they're going to lose the rest of their games for the rest of the season. And finish like 50 and 110. Uh, well, what's their record now? Uh, I think they're like 500. I think they're 19 and 18 or something like that. Okay, they're going to finish the season at, uh, at, uh, 75 and, you know, 85 or whatever it is. Yeah, okay. And they're going to miss the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely. But they are going to have like signed. They they are going to have absorbed a significant amount of salary money at the trade deadline. Yeah, so they'll be bloated, overpaid, and bad. And aging. And aging. Yep. Yeah. Way to go, New York Mets! All right, ladies and gentlemen, have a great night and a pleasant tomorrow. Free. Had ease. Now let me drop some more of them keys. It's one nine nine train, so let me just play. It's Snoop Dogg, I'm on the mic, I'm back with Dr. Dre. But this time, I'm gonna hit your ass with a touch to leave motherfuckers in the days fucked up. So sit back, relax, new jacks get smacked. It's Snoop Doggy Dogg, I'm at the top of the stack. I don't black for a second, and I'm still checking. The dopest motherfucker that you're hearing on the record is me.